You're listening to the Keef to the City podcast. All right, that's about as bad of a three-game series as you could have. The Yankees are swept at home by the Rays. Their two-and-a-half game lead in the standings, their three-game loss column lead is gone. They're now a half game back in the standings. They're even in the loss column. They had a chance to create separation in the standings this week. Instead, they blew the whole thing, lose three straight at home to the Rays. They're now 1-6 and six against the Rays this season, and the team's falling apart. Right now, things aren't good. They were already without Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, and DJ LeMahieu, and then they added Zach Britton to the injured list, and now they're going to probably add Glaber Torres and James Paxson to the injured list. Kyle Gashiokas are also, also on the injured list. Luis Severino and Tommy Kainley are out for the season. So the Yankees' injury situation is just as bad this year as it was last year when they set the all-time Major League record with 30 players placed on the injured list across 39 different injured list stints. They might break that record in a 60-game season. It took them 162 games to set the record, and in a third of a season, essentially, a little more than a third of the season, <laughs> when you when you project it out, they're shattering those numbers. And that's not to include the fact that had the season started on time, Paxson would have started missed the beginning of the season with a different injury. Judge would have missed the first half of the season with a different injury. Stanton would have missed the first half of the season with a different injury. Aaron Hicks would have missed the first half, half of the season with an injury. So this has been going on since spring training. It's been going on for more than two years now. It's not getting any better. The extra rest isn't working. The scheduled days off aren't working. The load management isn't working. Players get hurt. Athletes get hurt. Guys who play sports, they get hurt. It's part of the game. There's no way to prevent it. And the Yankees keep thinking they're going to prevent these things. And they keep giving guys days off. And it doesn't work out. So now they're out LeMayhew. They're out Judge. They're out Stan. They're out Higashioka. They're out Britton. They're out Torres. Paxton. The team is just falling apart, and it's nice to say how deep this team is. They're the deepest team in baseball, but depth only goes so far. They went from five elite relief options on paper to begin the season to now they have three, and Adam Adovino is pitching himself out of having that elite title. So then you've got Chad Green or Aldis Chapman, and after them, it's Jonathan Holder and Luis Avalon and Ben Heller and Michael King and just a whole bunch of guys you can't trust. But... The series finale was as bad as it gets. The Yankees get a 2-0 lead thanks to another Luke Voigt home run who's the hottest hitter in baseball. Then James Paxton in the fifth inning blows that two-run lead. The Yankees go behind 3-2 because that's what he does. He blows leads to the Rays, gives up three spots to blow leads, which he's done in his last two starts against them. Then Gio Urshel in the bottom of the fifth hits a two-run homer to give the Yankees a 4-3 lead. So they have the lead, 12 outs to go. Boone removes Paxton from the game, which was the right thing to do. At the time, we didn't know Paxton was injured, but even if he hadn't been, it was still the right thing to do. And Boone brings in Adam Adovino, which was also the right thing to do. So he did two correct moves back-to-back, which is not, not something Aaron Boone does a lot. Clearly, his plan was Adam Adovino for the sixth inning, Chad Green for the seventh and eighth innings, and Aroldis Chapman for the ninth inning. And in theory, that's a great plan. But the game of baseball doesn't work like that. You can't perfectly map out your relief situation. If you could, no team would ever blow a lead. It just doesn't happen like that. And the problem with Boone is, once he has this plan in mind, he can't deviate from the plan if things start to not go his way. And the things didn't go the Yankees' way. 
Adovino gives up a leadoff double and then a walk. So it's first and second with no one out. Now, with the three batter minimum rule, he had to face another hitter, and I would have let him do it anyway. And with the elite options limited as they are, I would have let him figure it out that inning anyway. The next batter gets a line out, and then he gets a strikeout. So the runners hold first and second, and now there's two outs. Adovino does his job here in the next at-bat. He gets soft contact. But it was the bloopiest bloop hit single of all time. Floats in right over Tyler Wade's outstretched glove at shortstop, and the Rays tie the game. So Adovino essentially did his job. Yeah, the, the double wasn't great. The walk wasn't great. But he got three... He got two outs in a row, and then what should have been a third out? It was soft contact. It fell in. It's unfortunate. It's bad luck. It's part of the game. So now Boone has an option. He either can let Adovino stay in and face a left-handed hitter, Joey Wendell, who's not exactly David Ortiz, but Boone doesn't like to let Adovino face left-handed hitters, ever, especially now with the game tied and the go-ahead run on third base. He's probably not going to do that. So the other option is to bring in Chad Green. The problem there is that it throws off Boone's mapped out plan of Green in the 7th and the 8th innings. Because now he needs him to get a 7th out that he wasn't planning for. But Chad Green, to this point, had only appeared in one game over 8 days and thrown 33 pitches. He was as rested as any reliever can be. Instead of going to Green for the last out of the 6th and then the 7th and the 8th, or instead of going to Green just to get out of the 6th inning with the game still tied and then let the offense go to work and maybe they you know, open the floodgates and blow out the Rays, and you don't even need to use your elite options. But rather than do that, Boone goes to Luis Avalon, everyday Avalon, who either warms up or comes into every single Yankees game. And given Boone's obsession with Avalon, I knew early in the season that it was going to take Avalon blowing a game for Boone to lose trust in him. And I thought that game was on August 8th, and the second game of the doubleheader in Tampa Avalon came in with two inherited runners. They both scored. The Yankees lost by two runs. Avalon blew the game. But apparently that wasn't enough for Boone. He lets Avalon come into this game. Left-on-left matchup. Joey Wendell hits a single. And now the Yankees are behind 5-4. And because of the three-batter rule, Luis Avalon, the lefty, now has to face a right-handed hitter. So Boone's plan was, okay, I'm going to go out of Vino for the sixth, Green 7-8, Chapman ninth. That didn't work out. His new plan was, I'm going to get this last out of the sixth with Avalon. The game will be tied, and I'll still go to Green 7-8 and Chapman 9. He tried to steal it out. You can't steal outs, especially with a guy like Luis Avalon. He's been on six teams in five years. Do you think it's because he's really good at getting out of jams and pitching in high-leverage situations? It's probably not the reason. You don't go in six teams in five years if you're really good at your job. So now Avalon has to stay in to face a right-handed hitter. Boom, three-run home run, 8-4 raise, game's essentially over. Just like that. Chad Green's sitting in the bullpen twiddling his thumbs while the Yankees lose a game. Now they've lost 6 out of 7 to the Rays. They don't, they're no longer in first place. They're tied in the loss column. They had a chance to create separation this week, and instead they blew the entire thing. And Aaron Boone pushed them right along to blowing it. The, the, what's even worse... The funnier part is when the lineup came out in the series finale, Mike Talkman's batting third. 12 hours earlier, Mike Talkman wasn't allowed to bat for himself in the ninth inning, representing the tying run at the plate he was pinch hit for by Miguel Anduar. 12 hours earlier. And after Anduar struck out in three pitches, he was sent back to the alternate site. 
So Miguel Andujar was good enough to pinch hit for Mike Talkman, but then was no longer good enough to be on the Yankees. And Mike Talkman, who wasn't good enough to hit for himself 12 hours later, is good enough to bat third for the Yankees. Everybody gets a chance to bat third for the Yankees. Mike Talkman, Aaron Hicks, Glaber Torres, Mike Ford, Clint Frazier, Gio Urshela. They've used six different number three hitters this year. Three of them, three of the six options aren't even everyday players when the team's at full strength. Why is the three hole treated like it's the nine hole? It's very important spot in the order. But Avalon blows the game. Boone didn't want to use his best reliever green in the biggest spot in the game. And that's the difference. Kevin Cash, every single fucking game against the Yankees, brings in his best reliever in the biggest spot in the game. Nick Anderson, three times in seven games, comes in because of the spot, not because of the inning number, gets the job done. The Rays are 6-1 against the Yankees because of it. That's the difference. Aaron Boone manages for later on. He creates these plans, and if the plan goes awry, he doesn't know how to change and adjust. It keeps fucking the Yankees. It fucked him in 2018 against the Red Sox. The guy ruined the series. He ruined the series. When Luis Severino doesn't know what time the fucking game starts, then he doesn't pull him for the third inning, lets him stay in. He brings in Lance Lynn with the bases loaded and no outs, ruins the series. He keeps doing this. He hasn't gotten any better as a manager. He might have even gotten worse. All of his defenders on social media were awfully quiet yesterday. Those who have advanced stats to prove that Luis Avalon's good or Luis Sessa's good. Luis Sessa gives up another two runs in the ninth yesterday to end any thought of a comeback. They're all quiet yesterday. These guys aren't good. Luis Avalon's not good. Luis Sessa's not good. The Luises aren't good. Aaron Boone's not good. And he's in the final year of his contract. And there's no way the Yankees move on from him at the end of the season. There's just no way. The Hal Steinbrenner Yankees, they're not going to upset the apple cart. They're not going to move on from him. As long as the ownership's turning a profit, they don't care if the team's winning championships. They don't care if the members of the team they employ are good at their jobs. They're turning a profit. They're going to keep things as they are. So Boone will get another three-year contract. Girardi got a three-year deal initially and then another three-year deal. Boone got a three-year deal initially. I'm sure he'll get another three-year deal. The difference is the Joe Girardi Yankees had a championship. Aaron Boone hasn't won shit with the Yankees. Yeah, he won 100 games back-to-back seasons. Who cares? If you don't win 100 games and you're trying right now, what are you doing? Half the league's tanking, trying to pull the Cubs-Astros strategies. They're cutting payroll left and right. Veteran players, the free agents, aren't getting signed in, in normal spring trainings until midseason. That, that's just what's happening in baseball. There's only a handful of good teams. The Yankees, the Rays, the Astros, the A's. The Twins. That's the American League. It's five teams. The Yankees can't beat the Rays. So can they beat the A's or the Astros or the Twins? We're not going to know till October because they're not playing them in the regular season. And Aaron Boone spoke during the series about that. You know, He alluded to the fact that Yankees aren't going to go all out to win a division. And I knew they wouldn't. That's just what they do. They feel like if you just get into the playoffs, that's it. That's good enough. They don't care about winning the division. They don't care about having the best record. They don't care about home field. They don't care about playing the most games at Yankee Stadium. Just get in. Well, just get in hasn't worked for this team in 11 years. And I don't think it's going to work this year. Does any team want to be traveling during this pandemic come October when it's supposedly going to get even worse than it is, which is unimaginable? The Yankees can't win at home against the Rays. They can't, even, they can't do anything against them. 
They get embarrassed at the chop. They get embarrassed at home. Look at their history against the A's in Oakland and the Astros in Houston. They lost the 2017 and 19 ALCSs because they didn't have home field advantage to the Astros. And playing in Oakland, they might be worse than the other two cities combined. And those are the teams they're going to have to get by. If they get the Twins, they'll beat up on the Twins like they always do, and they'll move on. But how are they going to get past the A's? How are they going to get past the Rays? How are they going to get past the Astros if they have to go on the road? Right now, the Rays are a better team than the Yankees. They're healthier. They're starting pitchings better. Glasnow, Snell, and Morton is way better than Cole, Tanaka, and Montgomery. Their bullpen's better. Their manager's better. The Yankees have a better offense on paper. But right now, if Glaber Torres goes on the injured list, four out of the nine starters are injured. So are they even better anymore? Yeah, the Rays have a bunch of shit in their lineup. But those shit players get big hits. When there's a guy on second with less than two outs, that runner comes home. Where there's a runner on third with two outs or less, that runner comes home. They get timely hits. They get big hits. They move runners over. They have good situational hitters. Not everyone's swinging for the fences with the bases loaded and no one out. Not everyone's trying to hit a three-run home run with first and second and no one out. They move the runners over and they get the runners in. And then their manager goes to work and brings in his best relievers in the biggest spots. He doesn't care about the inning number. He cares about the situation. And that's why the Rays are better than the Yankees. And you look at what they do with their payroll and their resources. It's fucking embarrassing. The Yankees outspend them all over the field. In the rotation. In the bullpen. And they're still not better than them. And Michael Kay all game long can talk about how he's not here to make excuses for the Yankees. And then he goes on to make excuses. Yeah, the Yankees are injured. They're banged up. It happens. But it also happens when you keep when you have a team full of frail guys who, who get injured. This is what happens. The Yankees revamped their entire training staff, their medical staff. They fired everyone. They restructured the whole organization. And now they're getting more injured than they were last year when they set the all-time record. So this isn't, it's not a coincidence. The Yankees get injured because they have injury-prone players. James Paxton has never pitched a full season in his major league career. The Yankees knew who they were trading for. He went on the injured list last year. Missed a lot of the beginning of the season. Missed a month. And then his last start of the regular season, he hurts his back. Needs a shot, needs a cortisone shot to get through the postseason, then needs back surgery in February, and now his velocity is diminished, and now he has an elbow problem. He's an injury-prone player. Aaron Judge has never played a full season in the majors, except for 2017 when he suffered a shoulder injury that he had to play through the entire second half. In 16, his season was cut short for oblique strain. In 18, yeah, he had a freak accident, he broke his wrist on a hit-by-pitch, but it took him double the time to recover from what the Yankees' timetable was. Last year, he missed two months with an oblique strain. This year, he would have missed the first half of the season if it started on time with a with a broken lung and clap with a broken rib and collapsed lung. And now he, he's hurt with basically his whole lower body is injured, according to Boone. John Carlos Stanton, <laughs> guy played 18 games last year, had a bicep strain turned into a shoulder strain turned into a calf strain. Then he took himself out of the postseason lineup with another calf strain. He would have missed the first half of this season with a calf strain. Now he's got a hamstring strain. Gleyber Torres had a core issue last year. Now he's got a hurt hamstring. Zach Britton had a hamstring injury last year. He's got the same injury this year. It's not freak injuries. They're soft tissue muscles that are getting pulled and strained. This, no one's sliding head first in a second and breaking their arm. No one's crashing into the wall and breaking their shoulder. 
These are muscle and soft tissue injuries, and they keep happening over and over and over again. And the next man up mentality is fun. It was fun last year when Clint Frazier came up and hit home runs, and when Mike Talkman carried the team in July, and Cameron Maven had big hit after big hit, and Mike Ford was hitting walk-off home runs. But at some point, you need the everyday stars to play. This isn't going to go on forever. And what happens if Frazier and Talkman and Anduar and Ford and these guys get injured? Then you're really fucked because there's no depth after the depth. The bullpen's already in shambles. Kaylee's gone for the year. Britain's on the IL. Batances is with the Mets. Chapman has one appearance. Adovino isn't doing very well. So you've got Chad Green and then Avalon and Heller and Holder and Sessa and King. They're not that good. The Yankees on paper in February were great. They had Garrett Cole, followed by Luis Sessa, followed by James Paxton, followed by Masahiro Tanaka, one of the best postseason pitchers in history, was their number four starter. Now he's their number two starter, and he's on a weird pitch count every start. J-Hap sucks. Paxton's hurt. Montgomery's doing well. Batances is gone. Canely's hurt. Britain's hurt. Judge is out. LeMahieu's out. Stanton's out. Torres is out. The team is in shambles, and they're falling apart. And they're going to go to the playoffs because the rest of the league sucks, and they built themselves a nice cushion here. But the cushion just dwindled three games over the last three days. And the Yankees keep managing as if they already have everything clinched. They have nothing clinched. Play the game at hand. You should play every game as if you might not play the next day because you might not play the next day. The Mets have two coronavirus cases. The Yankees aren't playing the Mets now on Friday. They're probably not playing them this weekend. This happened against the Phillies three weeks ago. Every game you play, you might not play the next day because of coronavirus. So play as if the next day might get postponed because it might. It's happened twice to the Yankees in 25 games. There's 35 games left, and now they're going to have even more doubleheaders than they've already had and are going to have because they're going to have to make up these games against the Mets. And sure, not playing on Friday helps them get Judge and LeMahieu and Staten back quicker without playing a game. But once these games are doubleheaders, it's not like Boone's going to let them play the both games with a doubleheader anyway. So things are frustrating right now. The team is in, the team's falling apart, and they need to right the ship. This three-game losing streak can get out of hand. Yeah, it's nice the Yankees are 7-0 and against the Red Sox. They beat up on the Orioles again like they always do. They can't beat the Rays. The only good team they've really played. The only team that's a contender they can't beat. And that's a problem. There's not going to be a podcast on Saturday because there's no game on Friday. I don't know if there'll be one on Sunday because I don't know if there's a game on Saturday. And I don't know if there'll be one on Monday because I don't know if there'll be a game on Sunday. So... The podcast will be back after the next time the Yankees play a game. Who knows when that will be. The Subway Series is probably getting pushed back. They're probably going to have to play like six games in three days. Something crazy to to get these games in. But it's not going to happen on Friday. It's probably not going to happen this weekend. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back after the next time the Yankees play a game. (laughs) 